Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk D's, here with my two boys, like I am usually each week, uh, Killer B2482, Brett Hartfield, and Canada's number one DFS player, Tyler Tambolin, toe tag and Tambo. What's up, fellas? Uh, I'm coming off of a good week. I'm on a heater. Except if you count showdown last night. But other than that, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, how did uh, week seven go for both of you guys? Uh, yeah, week seven was, I think it was a small profit. I think uh, it was so weird because, I mean, in spots where I did have Tyler Lockett and some Seattle stacks, obviously uh, those sites went off. And that's that was like my mainly my FanDuel exposure, which I didn't have much. Um, but yeah, kind of broke even-ish over on Yahoo. And then DraftKings had a, a decent profit also. But uh, nothing crazy. It was just like the chalk all got there. So in a lot of the tournaments where um, I took some shots, it you know didn't work out. I didn't have too many Devontae Adams and Tyler Lockett uh, lineups going. And you know just still getting probably crushed by paying up at running back a, a little too much with them not coming through with ceiling games, right? I mean – uh, Kamara had a monster game. You throw in a few more touchdowns and, you know, obviously it's going to change the outlook of the week, but um, yeah, I, I was, I was, I was there, but uh, didn't uh, no no monster scores. Uh, Tambo, how, how was your week seven? It was not the best. It's like I said, the chalk gets there. It's not going to normally be a pretty good week for me. I, you know, has some good calls, Burrow, Devonte Adams with Rogers, the bounce back there with everyone on the running game and, you know, just mixing around something like that. But uh, overall, not the best week. It was a good golf week, which made up for it. So I was happy about that, but um, you know, I'm here to talk football and I did, I just should have listened to Kirk D's man. Get the James Robinson in your lineup and you're all set. Talk, talk about your week, man. Yep. Um, James was my big play over on Yahoo. Uh, I was the only one with him pretty much. Um, so basically the way I looked at that was, and I had, you know, I, the way I play on Yahoo is like, I just have like either one or two main lineups and everything. Um, so uh, I looked at that, like I knew Jamal uh, Williams was going to be chalk. And I, w- I really thought that uh, it was going to be the Aaron Rodgers Devante show. And um, so I kind of, and I also thought that uh, Dylan was going to get more work than he actually did get. But the, similar price point that I knew nobody was going to play was James Robinson. And then once that um, COVID news hit, 
for Chris Thompson. I was like, this guy is like the best play. And I just jammed him in everywhere. Um, I was a little scared, but knowing that I was going to be alone on that island, but uh, that worked out. Um, monster game. And then on DK, my main lineup was uh, the chalky Arizona stack. Uh, Kyler to uh, Kirk and Nuke, bring it back with Lockett. I surrounded it with uh, running back chalk. Uh, Geo, Jamal, and uh, um, Kamara. Uh, then I had Cook in there. And, I mean, it was just chalks around with that. And I, I basically, if, if Kirk catches that last catch at where they went to him in the end zone at the end, I win all the money. But I had a really, really uh, good week. So this was my best NFL week. Dude, just even uh, Devontae over Kamara in that one. I mean, that's, that's a big, uh, big difference too, right? Um, what did I? I think that was like a twenty-point differential. Maybe I didn't even have Kamara in there in my. Maybe I had a receiver. I th- I don't remember. Specific, I don't know. I think I had Kamara in there, but I don't know if I did. I maybe. I may, that may be fake news. Um, election election week coming up, huh? And you're you're yeah, uh, you're cramming in all those Biden bets, huh? And, uh, I was getting bored this week, man. I had uh, I had to jump jump on over to the politics gambling. Um, I can't I can't believe like just how much the markets are are over on the Trump side, but it kind of makes sense, you know. If you're um, fiscally like conservative, uh, have some money to throw around. That I mean, most people are betting with their hearts and not the brains. So yeah, getting down some money on uh, Biden in different states seems like a pretty pretty easy equity at this point. Uh, I'm just hoping he wins Pennsylvania. I mean, yeah, I got money down there too. Financially, that's my. Yeah. Um, all right, so here we are, uh, week eight. We got 11 games. We got some weather. Uh, I don't know what to make of it all, um, but there's definitely some weather issues in the Raiders Browns game, uh, Minnesota Green Bay, New Orleans Bears, um, wind, cold, rain, you know, depending on which game you're looking at here. So um, the way I approach that is I just let the totals guide me. You know, if we see a big drop, then I start to get concerned. So I'm definitely, you know, concerned with this, uh, the Raiders-Browns game, because that's, you know, it opened up at a massive, almost a 56-point total. It's down to a 49 and a half. Um, but, uh, and then we have what? We have one dome game. Is that true? Yeah, Detroit. Um, Indianapolis at Detroit. So we know the blitz is going to be all over that bad boy. Um, the Cardi loves him some domes. So that will be popular, at least from all you RG guys that are listening and, you know, using the blitz projections. Um, we've got, you know, games that stick out to me. So, um, well, the game with a, with a nice, the, the monster total is, uh, San Fran with their banged up D, um, and also without Debo Samuel, um, they're just, uh, three point underdogs to Seattle and Seattle, who is like missing their entire backfield potentially um, with uh, um, Carson most likely not going to be suiting up, but they're saying he's questionable, but I don't think he's going to go with Carlos uh, Hyde uh, banged up. Although he, is he out already or no? I think he was questionable last time I looked. Um, but doubtful. doubtful right now. Yeah. Doubtful. Yeah, doubtful. And then uh, Homer, um, we'll see on the stats of him. So it could be that they're just left with DJ Dallas. Uh, maybe Homer, a banged up Homer plays, but regardless, this is not the same running, uh, you know, the backfield that we're used to. And 
um, with the way that Seattle's moving the ball through the pass, they're just continuing to, uh, to light it up. So uh, I don't see them getting away from the pass this week. I just see them, you know, pushing more on it. And man, Lockett balled out. Like you knew in that game last week, first catch of the game for Lockett, like was just such a ridiculous catch. I was like, this guy is going off. And he, man, he made some absolute amazing catches. Um, I think his last TD where they read the ref over the ref made the right call. Uh, the official made the right call and then they overturned it on the field. And luckily they had the, mm-hmm. the, the timeout to challenge it, man. Like what kind and of an alpha, what kind of an alpha official comes in and overturns <laughs> the call when he's wrong. Right. Like he comes like to the guy that was right in front of him. It was right in front of that called it. Right. That was crazy. Anyways. So that's a, that's a game with some fancy goodness. Um, other games, the one I, I really like is uh, Tennessee Bengals. Uh, that totals drops for some weather, but like, you know, we're going to see a ton of Derrick Henry, but I, I think Ryan Tannehill is interesting in the passing game in this matchup too, as well. But regardless, uh, nobody's chucking the ball more than uh, Joe Burrow um, with his receiving core. Also with, you know, with, they kind of catered their offensive game plan with Geo last week to you know kind of utilize him in the passing game they were less run heavy without Mixon, which makes a lot of sense um i think we probably see that same kind of game plan again this week so that game has a shootout potential um i would love to be on this packers packers side at least the way that they looked last week against the vikings um in this divisional game but uh with the weather i don't know i'll be interested to hear your guys thoughts that totals dropped five and a half points and then we go to, you know, Cardi's favorite, the Dome, where uh, the Colts, uh, three-point favorites over the Lions, 50-point total. And then Rams, Dolphins could be potentially interesting, at least to me, 46-point total. I don't know. Then just some other games and random plays. But uh, what's the, the big picture of the slate for each of you guys? Yeah, I think there's just a lot more variables involved uh, with this week, right? I mean – we're dealing with a lot of injuries, right? So just understanding usage and roles, I think, is going to be huge with people that step in. And then weather and not trying to outthink certain weather spots, right? Um, I feel like anytime like I've made big decisions on weather, it's usually been bad uh, financially uh, for me. So try not to um, – you brought up the Tennessee at Cincinnati – and I think with the up pace um, situation in that game, um, I, I want to stay on that game regardless of weather. And it doesn't seem as extreme um, as the other Midwest games. So, um, yeah, I, I, think, I think there's just a lot more variables this week that you kind of got to take in. Um, but, you know, a lot of it is going to be centered around just injuries and people stepping in and then, um, and then the weather. Uh, Tambo, what, what's the synopsis for you this week? Similar in a sense, but uh, kind of the opposite on that one. I think the big game we're going to talk a lot about in the chalk and everything goes with it is the Tennessee-Cincinnati game. Everyone loves it. Burrow throws it a ton, all the value plays, et cetera. When you're talking about A.J. Green being up there in ownership this week, like it's his bounce back turn, weather, all these factors. Uh, the big deal is for me right now, I'll have to wait and see, but three O-linemen, left, left tackle, right tackle, everyone down for Cincinnati, and it's going to be this – Massive game, everyone wants to get after it. I'll risk the weather in other games, and there's already games that you can stack up, whether they're owned or not, which they will be, but like San Francisco, Seattle, love it. Uh, Chargers in Denver even, wouldn't mind that one. 
Uh, definitely still weather aside, sticking with the, the Raiders and the Browns. I just like these games more. Like, I think in a game like the Raiders and the Browns, you could have a guy like Derek Carr who you're like, well, that's no good in the weather or whatever. But then you're going to have him chuck into a guy like Waller on a quick slant that's five yards that can absolutely catch the ball, catch a dude slipping, and then he's off to the races, to the house. And he's popular, but will that side of the ball be popular with those guys that go with it? So I think there's a lot of good standout spots. And then obviously Green Bay, Minnesota is going to get some ownership just based on Devontae Adams and um, Jamal Williams, right, with some of the injuries and stuff there. So for me, just uh, like you said, I've made some mistakes in the past with weather and money and all that stuff. So I'm going to try and just play with what I like and, and try and avoid certain situations that might not be the best spots. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I share your same sentiment, Brett. Uh, anytime I make decisions based on weather, I'm usually wrong. Um, so uh, who knows? So I, I try not to, to worry too much about it, but I do let the totals guide me. Um, all right. So let's uh, talk about running backs started off like we usually do. Um, you know, it's, it's wide open this week, kind of, um, we're going to have some chalk, you know, first we're going to have Kareem Hunt. It's going to be chalky just because of the price. You know, we talked about it. I think we were all on board last week with him. Um, and, you know, we kind of talked about like, he just has been running bad from like a game script, you know, he was hurt and then games, they just got blown out. And then the usage is elite. Um, we thought last week would be like the extreme spot. And then, freaking Baker Mayfield throws for five touchdowns, which is like complete anom anomaly. Right. But like, he still kind of like showed his floor with 19 DK points, um, 76 yards rushing. I mean, the usage was, was great. And, you know, he's played 90% of the snaps, I think it was or something and uh, 18 carries, um, but did get a passing touchdown. He was, uh, did benefit from one of those passing touchdowns, but you know, I, so I think the big, the big game, the monster game is still coming. We haven't seen it yet, and this could very well be the week against the, the Bengals, especially with some weather there. So that he's someone we, have, we should talk. Then it's Derrick Henry, right, Like who just gets better and better as the season goes along. In the cold, everybody's going to want to play him because of what he did in that, you know, in the, that last 10 minutes of uh, the other week when he went absolutely bananas against Houston. Um, so uh, we gonna, we're going to have to discuss him. Uh, Kamara again, Michael Thomas is out again. Um, so, uh, he disappointed last week, but still showed a, a really solid floor. Um, and then potentially Dalvin Cook's back, but, um, I guess that's, that's kind of, those are kind of the chalkiest plays, I think, at least at the moment. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm missing anyone, but what do you guys think about like that group that I mentioned? Yeah, I mean, when you're talking with the elite pricing guys like the Kamara and Henry, I mean, that's going to be a big dis, uh, decision point this week. Um, for me, I think I'm just leaning towards Kamara right now, uh, early on. Uh, just matchups, I think, are pretty pretty similar. We, we've seen Chicago just been giving it up on the uh, verse, verse uh, running backs uh, the whole season. So, And, I mean, the Saints are just without – so many playmakers like now they're without Callaway uh, who kind of stepped up in a wide receiver role but uh, it just feels like Kamara is, he's he's consistently getting over 20 percent target share so uh, on a site like DraftKings where it's a you know full point per reception it's tough tough for me not to go with Kamara over Henry in the spot and I do feel like Henry will be more popular so um, you're going to get a little bit of an ownership decrease on that, but 
yeah, everything is right there for Kareem Hunt to have a monster. This matchup versus the Raiders. Uh, Raiders have been one of the worst versus the run. Um, just seems like it sets up really well. Uh, might be Kareem Hunt's last week uh, to be kind of showcased here. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to be probably right there on those two guys, probably a little bit lower owned on Derrick Henry. Uh, Tambo, how do you see kind of like the, the top tier guys? Yeah, I'm in on Hunt. I think Kirkwood said it best. I don't even think last week was what we were, you know, that wasn't it. That was just a great game. It's wait and see for the big one here because the fact of the matter is he played, I think he missed like five snaps the whole week. So uh, they're using him plenty. They don't mind. The spot is good. I like that one. Like I said, I already talked about Carr and Waller, the other side. You can really mix this game up different ways, but uh, I like that call. And then for me, I'm with you, Brett. It's going to be Camaro over Henry. If you look at it, just going back, I'm not even against the, the week that, Henry went off and everyone's like, well, you can't play him because he doesn't catch passes. Like we were all talking about him. It was a pretty obvious spot. It was a leverage spot. There was literally a million reasons to use him that week that I don't understand all the, the stuff out there, but um, this week, it's not the same in my opinion. And if you go back and look too, just at their numbers, that week was 43 DK points. Uh, Camara already has one that's 47. Camara's floor is like 19 DK points and his ceiling is higher. Uh, you know, Henry, you make sense. some 15, 14, eight pointers, I know the spot looks good, but I also think it's very popular with just the whole entire stack that's going to go with it. We know it's going to be Burrow. We know it's going to be Geo. Pick a, pick a pass catcher and Henry. Congrats. That's what you're starting with. If it works for you, good. If the chalk smashes again, I'm dead. But that's just not the route that I'm going with my stuff this week. So I'm definitely on Camara over Derrick Henry. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I don't, I'm not sure yet. Um, I... I Man, you know, you know what? I'm 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 kind of gonna lean with the Tannehill in the passing game uh, on this yep. side of the game, and just you know, both sides passing back and forth is probably the way I'm gonna play it. So I'll probably have an underweight stance on uh, Henry by the time. But like, I'm not excited about Kamara against the Bears either, to be honest with you, um, from a matchup standpoint. Um, some guys I do well. One guy that we should talk about, just because of price, that's probably going to be extremely popular is going to be uh, Josh Jacobs, sixty-two hundred. Now he's been kind of the victim of uh, uh, matchups. Um, you know, not certainly at least last week, um, last in, in week seven when he played Tampa and basically did nothing. But um, what do you think his ownership's going to shake out to this week? Do you think he's going to be extremely popular, or do you think people are going to like keep talking about this passing game? from uh, the Oakland side because uh, Carr is doing much better. Yeah, I think I think at RG, we got him too high right now at 19.9. Uh, you're going to see, I think, that go down. Uh, we don't even have – where is Williams? Okay, there's Jamal Williams. We have Jamal Williams at 4.8. I expect Jamal Williams to be like 15 to 20% owned. Um, probably be in the top three for running back ownership and then – Jacobs, I think, will will go down to closer to maybe 10%. Um, I, I'm more concerned about his usage and how, how much uh, Jalen Richard and Devontae Booker have been used lately, um, not only in the, in, in the rush game, but in the passing game, right? And we saw Jacobs actually be used quite a bit in the first few weeks, um, just with uh, getting quite a few targets. But now it's just like Richard's, Richard's like almost right there with targets in weeks four and five. And then Devontae Booker's now sliced off a piece. So um, it's just like he, he's got to run good. And then also um, just giving up more snap share and target share is more of my concern. So 
probably staying away from that as of right now. But, you know, I, I can see myself talking myself into it. Like if I, I think tomorrow or, or tomorrow on Sunday, everybody should be like putting ESPN on their TVs just for the live in-depth like interviews, like at stadiums and actually looking at the weather. Cause like, if we start seeing like, there's just this massive crazy weather, I don't know, for me to actually see it in the stadium, like that could change it a little bit more. But for right now, I think I'm out uh, on Josh Jacobs. Yeah, even weather aside, I think it end, it could end up being something. Like it's just crazy how this ownership goes. Like at the start of the week, I don't think Carr's going to have very much. All of a sudden he's sitting like in second place after Burrow. It's not even really like a, a way to go that's different. And if you think about it, we've seen this a bunch of times. The weather is interesting because the aspect of realistically, the only time I'd want to use two running backs against each other in something like a large field tournament to try and get two ceilings out of it would be in a weather game where they're just going to hand off, hand off, both go. The price is right. But a couple things. One, 100 bucks more than Jamal Williams, who we know is going to get extremely popular after today and the updates hit because Aaron Jones is out. Two, the more I look at it and keep going through it, already Waller is extremely popular at tight end and Carr is extremely popular at quarterback. I mean, I guess it's there's nine out of 10 lineups that don't have Carr sitting around 10% ownership, but that's always the way it is at quarterback. It's popular for quarterback positions. So I actually don't hate it with Jacobs. It's not something I'm in love with, but I think there is a couple of reasons that you could go that route and use someone like him uh, at 6,200, especially like you said there, Brett, if the weather shows up pretty crazy, uh, I wouldn't even hate putting the two of them in the same game together because I still think they're going to score points and be able to get by. Yeah, I wouldn't be so worried about the usage with uh, Richard and Booker. I mean, I'm, the way I look at that is that's been a he's been a victim of game scripts and opponents. And now the the thing I would be worried most about is just Cleveland's pretty good against the run. You know, they they they're pretty good. It's not like a matchup we have to run away from like you would like last week with uh, Tampa. But um, Cleveland definitely has some some good run stoppers. Um, but uh, I mean, I, that's I, that's an interesting way to play the game, you know, because you know, you know, like you said, Tamla, that Waller is going to be so popular, and and Carr is, you know, getting a lot of talk and hype now. So, you know, I, I think I'll, I'll wait and see how uh, things change over this weekend to make a decision on there. But I, I like Jacobs here. I'm not yeah. crazy. Like, I, there's like I don't love anyone this week, to be honest with you. Like, are I you guys there like, with uh, Jamal Williams as like? Chalk should be like top three-ish running back uh, by the end of the week. I I, I think uh, Jamino hasn't gotten it to. Uh, oh, to no it one's got to it yet. There's no way he has to be up there. Like one, one thing about Williams, we didn't even talk about him, but I guess that we should now. Is you know everything last week was incredible. Like as far as usage goes, opportunities. I read somewhere it was the most opportunities he's received since week 17 when the Packers had it clinched in his rookie year that they ran him out there. So uh, you know he got the most opportunities. He had the most usage. He did stuff with it. Right, he went out and had a pretty good game overall, and now they get to go back in here against Minnesota, where they can pass it down to him, check it down, whatever you want to call it, and then run them out. You know, they're projected for what 28, 29 points in this spot. So I really do still like him. I just think it's like you said, he's definitely going to get up there by the end of the week. The one thing I wonder, you guys, you know, maybe Kirkwood, you want to comment on this? Is the 6100 a sticker shock? Or is it doesn't matter? Because in most cases, people say, well, yeah, but he's not 4500 like last week, he's 6100. But he still is probably too cheap, even at 6,100, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I, he's too cheap. Uh, the Gio Bernard would be a sticker shock to me, just uh, based upon matchup and uh, his role. Uh, 
I, I just, I, to me, like, I just, I love the situation a lot more for Jamal Williams. Um, you know, another bad weather game too, but again, outside of Devontae Adams, this offense is looking for other, you know, other like studs to kind of lean on and how good Jamal Williams is at catching the ball out of the backfield has been a uh, awesome surprise this year for the Packers. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think he can do it all. And Minnesota's rush D, they've been, they've been selling their defense. Uh, they lost two guys, uh, Ngakwe and um, gosh, Daniil Harris or Daniil, Daniil something. Uh, they lost them f- uh, for the season. I mean, they got rid of uh, Ngak- Ngakwe or whatever his name is. So um, this is a really bad defense now. Um, and they're obviously already selling off or um, – you know, to kind of basically lose games from here on out. So, yeah, I, I think Jamal Williams to me is in a smash spot. Uh, his usage was ridiculous, like you said last week. So, yeah, I like him quite a bit. Yeah, so they had Williams uh, on the field for 89% of the snaps. Now, Geo's usage shouldn't really concern you either, though, because he was up there for a, a monster workload, too, at 76%. Now, you didn't get the the volume that, that Williams saw, but, like, he was definitely a bell cow, um, or, but they just utilized him more in the passing game, which is they played to his strengths. Now there's sticker shock. Sure. I think with both of them um, to answer your question, but like, you know, they had, uh, they, they had Dil- Dylan and Williams on the field together too, at times. Um, I mean, if we're going to get the same kind of usage, 6,100 is not a big deal whatsoever. Um and how's Minnesota been against the run? I mean, Minnesota's ranked 20th in DVOA versus the run. Um, definitely uh, is not a matchup that we should should shy away from. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, 6,100 is fine to me. I, I, like I said, I'm de- but I'm just not like in love with anybody. I don't know. Like maybe Jonathan Taylor. Maybe I started, which I, I've had my love all season, but maybe this is the week uh, – that he uh, rips it open against Detroit. Um, his snap share has been increasing um, each of the last four weeks. Um, he did uh, see a lot of extra passing. You know, it was nice to see him get four four catches last week for uh, 55 yards, which was just kind of a nice reminder that he can be utilized in this passing game. Um, so he he's someone, you know, behind that really good offensive line in a game that, you know, has a, a good total in the dome. That, that I like. Uh, what do you guys think about him? Yeah, I, I like him just because I think, I think there's still question marks with him uh, being able to catch the ball in the backfield. Um, but Detroit's really been giving it up on the ground. And I mean, and that's, that's where I think you're going to see Jonathan Taylor. Um, I mean, get most of his uh, fantasy points is just strictly rushing the ball. So I like it. Brett, one Brett, bounce. Brett, four catches last week, four for four for 55 yards. All right. I mean, that's, there's, there's something, but look at the weeks before, you know, it's just like you have a spike week there, but um, I, I'm, I'm concerned just with him obviously catching the ball going forward uh, helps, helps to have uh Phil Rivers, you know, back there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I like the spot. Uh, one downside is uh, he's going to be missing his center uh, this week and they'll have a rookie um, rookie center coming back. So might be a little bit of a downtick, uh, just, you know, run blocking wise. But outside of that, I think he's a perfect tournament play this week. Um, in a dome, I mean, obviously you're not having to worry about weather. So 
Um, Tambo, what do you think about the play? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely in on him. You know, Kirkwood talked to it a little bit, just a lot of the, as far as the stats go. Guys getting them. I mean, Gurley got two accidental touchdowns against them last week, or, or one was accidental, but you know what I mean? It's just a spot where um, I like his price. I don't love, like we've all said here, we don't love all these other guys. I think it's a, you know, a pivot option off of Kareem Hunt. If you want to be different in that game, we talked about how we could be a little bit different inside of that game. So, you know, using Josh Jacobs, you don't want to have Hunt in the same lineup. You could go to another guy that's 300 bucks less in Jonathan Taylor. The four catches stood out to me. And even the center thing, it, in, it's a little bit enticing from a you know fantasy point perspective because like you said that that center doesn't block as much but could see some more rivers checkdowns and guess who's going to be there for him right if it's Naheem Hines I'll be pissed but uh, I'm going to still roll out some Jonathan Taylor lineups and put him in there at 6600 I think it's a good price. Um, another guy here um, that interests me at least Miles um, Gaskin. So basically. It's just, you know, ever since this Jordan Howard's been inactive, it's just been like monster usage, monster bell cow role, right? Now they have Tua coming in, who's, uh, you know, rookie QB in his first real start. Um, you know, it's probably going to be a run-heavy game plan, wouldn't you expect? And this guy's just getting monster, monster workload. Um, and I, I think he's pretty damn good. Um, so if the matchup is tough, but like, it's tougher to pass on the, on the Rams, you know, the Rams defense is good in general, right? Like they're a top notch defense. I think we can all admit that they've got uh, a lot of good guys on the defensive side of the ball. Um, But I think this game could, could kind of pop off in a, you know, sneaky ish way. And, you know, there could be some of that, uh, some option stuff going down with uh, Gaskin and Tua. I mean, what are you guys thoughts with him? Yeah. My only concern obviously with Gaskin is just, uh, his workload, right? I mean, just a really small guy, but he's been so good with his workload and it has constantly increased. So, I mean, the price is ridiculous at 5,200. And I, I agree with you that with Tua coming in, you would think like a lot of the offense would be somewhat basic uh, in the beginning and centered maybe more around the run game or at least getting Gaskin in space. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'll have definitely uh, my fair share of Gaskin. Yeah. I'm in for the same reasons. I actually love him to be honest, because a couple of things, one, just the usage factor that you talked about, he's, you know, to me, he's more of the, I know Brett, you were getting some shit last week about, um, Giovanni Bernard being a, a bell cow and, yeah. and Kirkwood called him that on here, but I, I would say Gaskin is definitely have, has been more of one. Plus he get the, gets the catches. Plus he's still cheap. I also really like pairing him up with the Miami defense and guess who they're playing? Jared Goff. Guess what Jared Goff sucks against? Well, a lot, mostly everything, but especially pressure. The Miami defense, three, five, two, four sacks just in the last four weeks. They're just getting all kinds of pressure after these quarterbacks, some better than Goff, so not hard to do that. But I really do like pairing them up together and then just not even worrying about the L.A. side and just run it that way. Yep. Um what else uh who else am i missing here i mean no one excites me um I don't we know need to we need to really talk i think about delvin cook um i i don't know like i think i think this is like a perfect smash spot for delvin um coming out of a buy and then you have i don't i don't know how the ownership's going to play down with you know derrick henry and kamara definitely going to be high, way higher on there um but in green bay uh packers have been near the bottom in every type of uh, running uh, category. 
And if the Vikings are going to pull off this upset or, you know, keep this game competitive, Delvin's got to have a monster. Um, and I, I like him in both, like running the ball and uh, catching the ball out of the backfield uh, here. So the best part about this is he's got a Q tag still going down on the sites. And everything that I've heard is like he's 100% good to go. Um, they just kept him questionable for whatever reason. So I think, I think this is a spot where you could get – a good two to one, maybe two to uh, two and a half to one uh, type of ownership decrease on uh, Cook with the same type of ceiling that you would see um, on uh, Derrick Henry or Kamara. Um, I don't know where you guys are uh, with that, Tambo. Um, I like it in one way only, and I'll set it up this way when I'm doing my 150 max or whatever. I'll play him in lineups with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and just run it that way because you'll leverage off of all the Jamal Williams stuff. You'll use a guy that's you know not being used. If someone's spending up at running back, they're going to Kamara or Henry, as we talked about. You mentioned coming off the bye, the opportunity for this. The other thing too is this is a reminder of the Thursday games. The Thursday game was Carolina-Atlanta, second time out, right? Saw them very early in the season, gets to see them pretty quickly again. Same thing we're getting here, right? Green Bay lit up Minnesota week one. We're only on, what, week eight? It's pretty quick turnaround to come back around and see this stuff coming off a week off. I think this is a spot where you could utilize them, get extremely unique in tournaments, and run the Green Bay pass attack. And the second component to that would be that Aaron Rodgers is 7,600. We're not in quarterback yet, I know, but, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, 7,800. I think a lot of people are going to be there. We already talked about it. So I, I don't mind something like that, Brett, for tournaments. So you can get... Uh, a pretty good lineup build still out of something like that. So here's my thoughts. So I, in theory, I love Dalvin Cook this week. I love the fact that it, I love his price. He is like, like if, we, if I felt like completely um, confident in that he was healthy and good to go, which I should, right? Cause he's not on the injury report. He is questionable. He's still questionable. But. I, I thought I just read that he's not even on – he has no injury designation. On Roto World, they kept uh, the Q on their last update. So, yeah, I'm reading right here. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook has no injury designation on the team's final week eight injury report. Um, so if that's true, then I should take their word for it that he's healthy, right? The matchup is great. They get – and Green Bay gets absolutely gashed to uh, – pass catching backs right like they're they're terrible against running backs but also like pass catchers just eat a lot um you know and he did have kind of an underperformed but he had a big day in their first first week when they played because he got in the end zone twice um but like so if he's healthy i love him i'm just a little bit worried that like you know it's because of it's it's a groin just because i saw mm -hmm. like the reaction like in that game i remember it i i uh was actually uh i think i was happy he got injured because i was fading dalvin cook uh but i didn't want him to be too badly injured um yeah and it wasn't uh anyways but like i worry that maybe like madison eats 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 into that role a little bit you know but like if he doesn't then this is like a smash and so i should probably take that risk in tournaments and just go for it with cook I mean, who would you guys rather bring it back in, like, some type of uh, Packer stacks uh, with the Vikings? Just, like, JJ, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson, it's Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, Thielen, Thielen's had, obviously, some monster games versus the Packers, but 
um, he expects. Uh, I think it's still, you, you've got it way different here, though. Like, as far as what's more unique is definitely Dalvin Cook, like, especially if the Q tag lingers, like you said, all those factors. Just, I think that's a better build only because it's a little bit more unique. And because, like I said, we, no one's going to be thinking about Cook when they're spending up. They're either getting up to Kamara or Henry, or they're going down to all the value backs that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, uh, any other running backs you guys? Uh... You guys want to play? Just looking here on my end. Anything you got, Kirkwood? I mean, yeah. any any like oh, shots oh, that you want to take yeah. on like the the, yeah. the Chargers here with Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly? Does that interest you at all? I don't want to just shrug it off because yes, it does kind of. But two two things we didn't talk about here: um, double revenge games. Melvin Gordon with Philip Lindsay, I believe, is uh, out or likely out uh, going going back up against the Chargers, and we got uh, only. T- only two less touches or two less carries, I should say, last week for Le'Veon Bell versus Edward Solaire in an absolute smash spot where they're like 20-point favorites against the Jets for Kansas City at 4,600 for Le'Veon Bell. That's, uh, that's extremely interesting as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, gonna, they're just going to let him eat, right? They have to. They, that's what I'm saying. Because like, that game is going to be because the Jets are missing everybody again on offense yeah. for our receivers. Yeah, so, so those two so are that, big for me. Yeah. I, I'm on board with, I could get on board with a drunk, uh, like Melvin, drunk Melvin Gordon uh, <laughs> for 5,600. Yeah. Um, Let's go. I, I do like that narrative. Um, the price at 5,600 is kind of interesting. I, I think if Lindsay is out though, like it makes, it makes it a great play. Man. Uh, I had some McKinnon shares last week. Uh, and then, oh, then it comes out later. It comes out later that he was uh, being rested. They said, "I don't know what the hell to do." But like, just like watching like uh, Jeff Wilson go absolutely bananas until they, till he yeah. got hurt, was just like so tilting. So I knew somebody was going to do well against New England, and I, I thought McKinnon was the guy. Um, I mean, is there is uh, Tevin Coleman might be coming back this week? Yeah, that still that still is unknown. Uh, I guess they gave him a lot of like work and practice to see like how he would handle uh, the soreness afterwards. So um, we haven't gotten word yet if they're going to activate him off the IR. But uh, man, uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I think, uh, I think I'll pass on like the Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson yeah, situation. Yeah. Denver's pretty good in the running. And I just think that it's going to like Keenan, I think Keenan Allen's going to absolutely eat this week. Um, One so smart. One three-headed backfield that should be down at two-headed is the Ravens. So Mark Ingram is doubtful, which leaves uh, Gus Edwards and J.K. Downs. The last time this happened, uh, Dobbins and Edwards had a, like a similar uh, running share in the offense, but then Dobbins had uh, five targets at 4,600. I mean, obviously you're going up against Pittsburgh, so this is not – uh, this is not a play for a matchup, but I think the explosiveness that Dobbins brings, especially catching the ball out of the backfield, I think, I think makes for an interesting play at 4,600. It's still three-headed. It went down from four-headed because Lamar Jackson's running it again. Sure. So, and, and I think he's fine. I'm not touching that. Trust me, as a Ravens fan, you don't want to be messing with that. That's too much mess. I'd rather just take shots on, like you said, J- Jackson Kelly's, uh, Le'Veon Bell, 4,600, Melvin Gordon, 56. There's just so many other ways that I'd rather take a shot. And they actually have some decent spots. Like th- those are good spots to be in. And, you know, I think I would rather take my shots there than risk that. Yeah. 
Um, any boys like uh, DeAndre Swift, this guy seems uh, electric. He seems like a, um, almost like a Latavius Murray type guy when he gets in the open field. Uh, he's starting to get more touches in a game that's in a dome. We've already talked wait, about Jonathan. Wait, 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 wait a minute here. You okay. just, the, the electric guy is Latav, wait, Latavius Murray? Is that what you said? Oh, did I say Latavius? Oh, I'm sorry. Kamara. <laughs> did, did I, 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 I had like, that what? in the back of my head like, for, this is, uh, this is, this is, I had that in the back of my head for uh, a leverage playoff of, uh, it's like, this uh, is the, this is the pinnacle. This is the guy that we're, I just got done reading that out of my notebook, by the way. Um, so DeAndre Swift, uh, we'll get this right, <laughs> is explosive like Elvin Kamara in the open field. Um, his touch share has been going up, uh, especially with carries. He's always been kind of like the pass catching guy, um, you know, in a dome on turf seems like a good spot for him to go off. Uh, not, not the easiest matchup, you know, kind of like a middle in the road matchup, uh, where are you guys on with Deandre Swift? I'm not, uh, I wasn't planning on playing too much of them, but I do like that take. So I could see getting there a little bit. It's just not, you know, it depends. He's going to get the catches. Like you said, I think they're going to be down. I, I like Jonathan Taylor a lot more the other way. And then it gets it, you know, makes yeah. it tough to happen. You can mix it around, but I, I, there's just so many guys and that's just not one that hit my radar. I actually had him in game stacks last week. And I think this week he will make my game stack again for the, um, the Lions Colts. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Anything let's else? Move, let's move it on over to QB. Yeah. Unless you guys got like a secret. Oh, All, secret. Good. All right. Uh, QB, before we start getting into our stacks here, um, ownership. Yeah, it looks like Carr is going to get uh, plenty of ownership. Um, 5,500 is the reason why, because of his price tag. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is also cheap, 5,400. Joe Burrow, um, who I like, uh, and uh, I'll get to it. Well, I might as well just do it now. I, I like Joe Burrow a lot, 6,200. Yes, he had a big game last week. Yes, he... Uh, was chalk and uh, had some, you know, ran, you know, had a rushing vulture touchdown that he did from the one, which kind of made me upset because I, I had a lot of GL last week. Um, but uh, basically, you know, coming off of a 34 fantasy point performance last week, that's at least over on Yahoo, uh, 38 on DraftKings, um, 300 yards in five of his last six games. Uh, the other one was against the Ravens. Uh, so we could have expected a bad game there. Um, rushed for the TD, like I said, um, you know, is, is an underdog and against the Titans where they're probably going to have, you know, this game does have a big total. They're probably going to be passing from behind uh, all game. Um, they're not going to be with Joe Mixon again. Giovanni Bernard strengths in the passing game as opposed to run. It seems like they game planned it that last week. Um, Burrow leads the league in passing attempts. Uh, ranked third in passing yards. So uh, the thing is, he's run kind of bad, at least from like touchdown standpoint, right? Like, you know, so he's a rookie and he's going to be, he's going to have some tough games, but he's starting to gel with this, you know, he does have a good, good weapons, right? Like, so he's starting to gel with these guys. He did get some touchdown regression coming last week where he, you know, got three TDs. Um, but I think we can expect uh, that to continue on here. So, um, and also when we get to the wide receiver, I love uh, the matchup for Tyler Boyd in this one. I know Brett, uh, you were, you know, just talking about how, how much Boyd you had last week, but uh, I mean, I love Burrow. Um, 
and then I also like Tannehill on the other side of the game, um, who's a little bit more expensive, depending on the site, though. Um, and then we've got guys like uh, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I don't know what to – what like, I'm probably not going to play Patrick Mahomes at 8,100 um, against the Jets because I just don't think they're going to need to do much uh, in this game. Um, but uh, I'm interested if you guys are interested – um, and then, uh, did I say Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Yeah, you did. Not, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, those are, that's kind of the guys, at least that I'm, that I'm thinking right now, I, I'm not going to be playing Phillip rivers, no matter what the blitz starts pumping out. <laughs> yeah. Tough to swallow that one. Um, yeah, I, I feel like if you're going to go down, Jimmy Garoppolo makes a lot of sense versus Seattle. I know they're somewhat, uh, handcuffed with no Debo Samuel on this offense, but I mean, um, Seattle, uh, they just can't cover anybody. So yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be really highly exposed for, uh, Jimmy G. And I think everything that you said with Joe, uh, Joe Burrow, you kind of extensively kind of dove into that. I, I think they're going to give him even more carries inside the five. A lot of those were planned, uh, rushing attempts. And I know we like to say, you know, he vultured, uh, Gio Bernard, but you know, Gio is not Joe Mixon. So I think this is a spot where, uh, they're going to utilize Burrow's, you know, rushing capability inside the five. He's already got five carries inside the five. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great spot for to get another um, Burrow rushing touchdown for sure. So I'll be right there. Um, if I pay up, I kind of am with you. I'm leaning towards Russell Wilson over Mahomes. Just I mean, nobody's run worse, I think, than this KC offense the last few weeks with uh, not only weather, but then uh, special team slash uh, defense scoring a touchdown last week. So, um, yeah. And then I don't know, like, I, I feel like I'm going to be pretty, you know, I'm going to just have a lot of ownership between like four or five guys. And I think I've kind of hit them. So, uh, Tambo, you, you like, uh, where's your, where's your love live for quarterbacks here? Uh, I don't know if either of you guys saw this today, but I still didn't see the updated practice report for Cincy, but it still worries me. Like, I'm telling you, I love Joe Burrow as much as Kirkwood went off about him. That's all the things I'm thinking when the week starts. And I don't know. I just worry with three O-line guys banged up and he's the chalk and every lineup setting up the way I talked about. It. I actually love Tannehill on the other side. I, I like that passing game. I'm going to use some John U. Smith, some A.J. Brown, some Corey Davis. I like all these guys since he's not going to stop anyone. And if people are going to play Henry and move that angle, I'm going to go the other side. I love the pass catchers. I, I like who you talked about. Tyler Boyd, love it. Uh, you know, A.J. Green has been getting more targets and upside and all that stuff. You can really leverage off this game, the, you know, the standard plays of Henry, um, you know, Bernard. You can use Bernard if you want on the other side of that. If you think he's the best value running back, stack up Tannehill, Corey Davis, and A.J. Brown, and then get your spots other, elsewhere. So I like the Tannehill side. Um, you know, at the top, I like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I really like the, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo call there, Brett. It's kind of the opposite side, right? If everyone likes Wilson, you can go Garoppolo, save a bunch of money. It's, it's huge. I think it's, uh, what is it, 2400 bucks this week? Like, that's a lot of money there. And maybe you don't get too aggressive, like, you know, Brandon Ayuk or something like that. Just get one other guy in there, run it back with DK Metcalf because he'll be lesser owned than Tyler Lockett. And I don't know anybody on the outside that's going to be able to stop him. I don't know even how he got stopped last game. It was pretty crazy. And he thought he had stuff and he didn't, but Lockett had a huge game. So good for him. And then what about this Kirkwood? The, the one guy you didn't, I didn't hear you talk about him, but what about, isn't it finally Josh Allen week? We're back on him. 
Yeah, my, I was thinking him. Um, I mean, uh, Lamar, uh, too, Lamar, too, even though it's a tough matchup, like, on a, this is a week where, like, not every – there's, like, no, like, crystal clear – like, we got bad weather to deal with. Like, like we, yeah. we've got to force some upside here. And, like, those are guys, like, regardless of matchup, that can give us, like, monster upside. But, like, yeah, New England is done, right? Like, so they've, they've thrown in the, the, the towel – they're 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 in tank mode now. Their Gilmore is sitting like with a mysterious uh, injury now, when he's been rumored to be on the on the trade block. Um, and uh, Cam was just pathetic. Edelman already they're wide got, receivers right now. Edelman oh just God. got surgery. Like and Cam is like a powder, right? Like he's like I can't see him like yeah. willing this team on an uh, you know with a bunch of scrubs. He's like. Um, I mean, who knows, but like, I mean, wouldn't that be something if Cam had a good game, but I, I doubt it. Um, but yeah, so Josh Allen, you know, should, should be able to, to have a good game here. Um, yeah, I can get behind, I can get on board. Well, there. One more thing on that too. And why I, I actually love the, like, I like the play, but I don't want to say love, but I do like to play quite a bit for tournaments is because uh, John Brown coming back and not just because of that stack, but when we're Josh Allen, like when has Josh Allen struggled this year? Basically two games. Who wasn't in those games? John Brown. When did he crush when John Brown was there to mix around? And then you got Diggs and all that going for you. So I actually like him. John at Brown days. burned Gilmore too. Like even, and Gilmore is not going to be playing. Uh, so, um, and by the way, I think people are quick to say Josh Allen had a bad game. Yeah, they had like eight field goal attempts. So they were terrible uh, when they got close to the red zone. But he still had 70% efficiency. Uh, this is a team that's been terrible running the ball. That's the big thing. And then, I mean, he still had 11 carries for 61 yards. So let's not say, I mean, oh, he yeah. went, his bad game was 20 points, which is, you know, already almost three, t- three times the $7,000 salary here. And I think he's going to go off, like have a much better game. Yeah. So, the te- you know, the team just like to get that. in the zone, you know? So, yeah, yeah I'm with you. Any, anybody else? Because uh, I don't mind the Lamar Jackson take. It's one, you know, I'm normally not on him, but I guess wasn't even thinking about him coming in too much, but the idea of the first of a division game, right? Kind of the opposite of what I talked about earlier. So, you know, they haven't played this year yet. I think it's one of those ones that could actually get a little back and forth, but Kirkwood, just, this can even segue into wide receiver. Who, who are you putting? If you're running like Lamar Hollywood, I like that stack. Do you like anybody on the Pittsburgh side when it comes to wide receiver? Or we didn't talk about Connor at running back, but anything you like on the other side with Pittsburgh? I don't know. You just pick one of those three guys, right? Let's rotate them, yeah. I, I didn't I, know if any stood out. I, I, I have no idea because I'm not like high. I haven't really dug in because I'm not like looking to pick on. Uh, yeah. Pick on I mean, this is, it would be the toughest way to correlate a lineup is by going Lamar Jackson. There's no doubt about it. It'd be tough. You could play naked Lamar this week. Claypool's at 5,200. Uh, Deontay is good to go. So I don't, you know, I mean, obviously he's got big play capabilities. Um, Juju, Juju bounced back last week, 14 targets. Like, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, who knows? Figure it out. Somebody tell us how to do it. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, wide receiver. Let's uh, talk about our uh, air yards favorite air yard plays um funny because i just had a i had a conversation with a friend uh, one of my friends peter tto the takeover dfs on i think it's the takeover on uh twitter um he uh he's it's funny he's just like ripping on air yards he's like you know what air yards tells us it tells you who sucks 
not who's like good. He's like, it tells you who can't catch. It tells you who ran route, who ran a bunch of routes, ran a bunch of yards on the field. And it's kind of true. Um, yeah. So Weighted I, opportunity is probably a little bit better, right? Uh, Getting the target share with your air yards. Yeah. Um, it's pretty funny. I mean, anyway, so um, wide receiver, some of our favorite plays, uh, or the chalky plays, at least to start here, Devontae Adams, just, I mean, he's priced extremely high, um, but uh, put up 47 fantasy points last week, um, you know, and uh, Tyler Lockett will be popular again. Tyler Lockett has the matchup again um, that we, we can talk about. Um, and then uh, Keenan Allen. I mean, all right. So I'm going to start off with the chalk plays because these, I, I like these chalky guys. So basically I played Lockett last week. I, I loved him. Um, I do worry about his ownership, but he's like still an extremely strong play again. So basically we already said this, that Seattle's offense is going to, it continues to play pass heavy. Uh, their entire backfield is in shambles. They're going to be, have, they're going to have basically, you know, DJ Dallas um, uh, just running the show. Do you really think they're going to trust him to run, run, run all game? Um, so it's going to pr- most likely be another pass heavy approach against the 49ers D that's uh, been, been uh, decimated by injuries this season that we know, but they've been, they've been uh, gashed in the slot. So um mm-hmm. You know, you get the small concentrated target tree. So, yeah, Metcalf could have a big game too, but, like, the matchup still lines up with, with Lockett. Um, and, you know, Lockett's numbers are just fantastic this season. Like, he's, like, eighth in receiving yards, first in touchdowns amongst all receivers. Yes, that's after a monster game. Um, but there, and there's a lot of variance there because he, he has had some bust games. But, like, he's still a really solid play again this week um, in a game where we're, like, searching for, for passing offense. I mean, in a week, we're searching for passing offense. Um, then uh, Keenan Allen, right? Like, so basically looking at Keenan Allen's target share with Justin Herbert, it's just, it's ridiculous. And and then you just, in general, his target share, his, he, there's basically, he comes in with a 30.93% target share, which basically just puts him right next to Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. But like, he's not priced like DeAndre Devonte Adams or DeAndre Hopkins would be. He's getting the opportunity. Herbert's been, you know, feeding him, force feeding him the ball. He had a he was on his he had a monster game last week, but like ran really bad with no touchdowns, right? Like he he went for thir- he had 13 targets, 10 receptions, 125 yards, 25 fantasy points, but didn't find the end zone. Like you you feed him a couple touchdowns, like this dude could go absolutely bananas. Um Denver um it's actually it's not a it's not a terrible matchup there. They uh they they've given up some production in the slot too, and they're so tough to run on that it just seems like it's gonna be like the the feeding Keenan Allen show. And then um my last favorite is Tyler Boyd. Um basically uh, I've already talked about my love for Burrow, you know, so the, I wanna correlate him, obviously. Um and Burrow leads the 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 league in passing attempts. They're probably gonna be behind. Now the good thing is that um they don't uh, Tennessee doesn't bring a lot of, or hasn't been able to get a lot of pressure on people. So yes, there's the offensive line problems that Tambo's been speaking of, but like, at least it's good that he's not facing like one of these elite uh, pass rusher defense. So base, he should, if you, if it, hopefully uh, these guys can hold them up and give them some time, but like 
the matchup for Boyd is where it's at. Um, Boyd is a number one receiver. Yes, all these guys are get a ton of targets, but he still leads the Bengals in targets. I mean, he's had 61 targets, uh, 48 receptions, 517 yards. Um, I expect touchdown regression coming for Burrow, which we started to see last week. Um, and so then, you know, he's, he's as good a bet as any. Um, the Titans are without uh, slot corner uh, Christian Fulton. Uh, this week. So Boyd now draws the second best matchup advantage of the week per pro football focus against Chris Jackson, who's been absolutely gashed uh, for a 76% catch rate, um, just has given up two touchdowns in uh, limited work. So Boyd is just like popping for me. Um, so those, those are my three guys, all, all going to be chalky, but I somewhat chalky, but I like, I, I love all three of them. Yeah. I don't think Boyd's going to be chalky at all. Uh, Chris, I, I think uh, at his price point at 6,600, um, I think I think all three Cincy guys, there's not going to be one that really stands out ownership-wise. Um, I think T. Higgins for 1K less makes makes total sense. And then A.J. Green's uh, led the team the last two weeks in uh, in both target share and in air yards. So, I mean, and he's he'll, he'll 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 get the most ownership. Uh, at 4500 yeah. yeah, this price. But, but like, I, I think T. Boyd will get a, Boyd will get some ownership. I think T. Higgins, man, he might have the highest ceiling. Um, I mean, I would assume he's got the highest ceiling over AJ Green. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like I like T. Quite a bit. Tough for me to uh, decipher between all three Cincinnati guys, but um, right there with you, I'm the love for Tyler Lockett uh, in the slot. Um, he gets a great matchup again. Keenan Allen, probably not as high uh, this week. Um, just, I don't know. It just feels like uh, between – he's got a, a little bit tougher of a cornerback matchup, and I think uh, – I just want to have more shares of Tyreek Hill. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like at 6,700, the just the crazy upside for Tyreek versus the Jets here, I think, is, is where I want to be. So, um, I think with – uh, just like the the upper end of the wide receivers, that's kind of where my focus is. Uh, Tambo, where where are you at? Uh, top tier wide receivers. Uh, Devonte Adams. I think one of the things Kirkwood talked about that I'm you know just stuck on and I'm kind of having a hard time with it is that I never we we've done this for a long enough time to know it. It seems like the chalk wide receivers, especially high end, typically don't go off. And, and this we've got all these great chalkier high end you know, and then like even Keenan Allen, he's not higher end price tag, but how do you not play him? Like you said, it's, it's Devontae Adams and Hopkins usage actually doing stuff with it. A guy like Herbert looks great. It just makes no sense at all. So uh, some of these prices, we're just going to have to find different ways, you know, find other ways to get different within your lineup. But you know, I like, for me, the only one that stands out a little bit different, you mentioned Lockett. I get it. I like that Metcalf is still 400 bucks more. Uh, you know, I do like that with Lockett. It's, you got to put him in your mix. It's boomer bust. When he goes off, it's 40 or 56 points as we've seen this year. But Metcalf did it for every game but that one. So, like I said, I just don't think there's anybody on this 49ers team that's stopping these guys. You can run it with Wilson, Metcalf, Lockett. That's the entire target tree pretty much there. Like you said, I don't think if it ends up being DJ Dallas, it's going to be that way. So, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. I like that up at the top. Uh, A.J. Brown, I mentioned. Going to stick with that. I do like going with that passing game on the opposite side versus using the Burrow side, as I mentioned, with Tannehill. Can mix in Brown. Uh, you can use Jonu Smith. You can use Corey Davis. There's, there's a bunch of guys on that team you could use. It's not pretty or exciting, but it's a definite way to go. And then I talked about Diggs and John Brown. Those are sort of the other guys 
if you're going down that, that I'm with that I'll use on that side. And then we mentioned it earlier, Justin Jefferson for coming back from those, um, those Rogers stacks. So that's sort of where I'm at from, you know, 5.5 K and above. One thing that I'd uh, point out is AJ Brown looks like he's going to be um, shadowed by William Jackson. Now the Cincinnati uh, defensive backfield has actually been pretty bad overall, but William Jackson has been pretty elite on this season and uh, reports are that he will um, potentially shadow here against AJ Brown. So that could lead more to a, f- a funnel towards Corey Davis or Johnny Smith. So um, that's kind of just something that I've written down um, just based upon my uh, just wide receivers, cornerback matchup. Coming back from his concussion, I think. Um, I don't know about you guys. I feel like I'm almost done with cornerback matchups. Uh, I'm not saying they to don't a certain matter, degree. but just so many, like every week. Some of this I'm not avoiding. Yeah, go I'm ahead. Not a, I'm not avoiding that one. Uh, Tambo, Tambo, like, like AJ I Brown's only care. a freak. AJ Brown's a freak. Yeah, I only care like like the extremes, right? So like when I see if you if you pull up like a Cincinnati defensive backfield, like where they give up points, um, wherever this William Jackson is, like he shuts it down, right? And then the other side gives up a lot of points. So in general, Cincinnati gives up a lot of points. It's a very it's it, it's like one of those things where you can see where the ball is going, and it's it seems like uh, offenses have been avoiding William Jackson in coverage. So it's kind of just like one of those parts where you know, through research, you'll see like different things that pop up. That's, that seems very apparent. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing. And then it's also too, the, the competition they're up against It's Sometimes it's, you know, talent versus opportunity. Like there's a different factor and a guy like AJ Brown, I think is just a beast can, can take out anybody at any time. It really doesn't matter to me. So I'll still use them, but I, I like it. I'm just saying uh, there's ways to be different there anyway, but it's just an example. We've had all these conversations uh, you know, across the industry about the Jair Alexanders, all these different matchups and stuff that you're seeing. I just think everybody's getting burned. I don't know if it's the preseason factor or what, but there's just so many times where you're like, well, I avoided that because of this. That's just not the way to go about it, I don't think, this year. Just play whoever, uh, blender, man. Play whoever you want. Definitely um, focus more on, like, correlations than that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of, you alluded to, so with uh, Adam Thielen, um, you know, seeing Jair Alexander, um, Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson, I mean, basically, I mean, I love Justin Jefferson anyway. I think he's amazing, Um, but he's the deep guy. Um, They're going to, you know, Cousins will air it out, especially trailing. Um, So, like, if I'm not playing Dalvin Cook, like, Justin Jefferson is the guy I want personally. Um, You with me, Tambo? Oh yeah, big time on that one. I think uh, there's been some stuff I saw about sort of the setup and the uh, what was it? I think it's in you know um, I forget where I saw this, but bet, better in zone coverage basically is what I saw for Justin Jefferson, and that's what we're going to be up against here. So there was that. Uh, you know, that's sort of my guy to come back on the other side, as I mentioned, of those Green Bay stacks. If you want to, you can do Rogers, Williams, and Devonte, and and come back with Jefferson. I like the cook call that Brett brought up earlier, but you can do that. You can game step. It's really whatever you want to do in that game. I, I don't mind because I kind of like it. I, I do worry a little bit because they're seeing each other for the second time, but I, I don't hate it. What about these cheap plays though down here? Are you going back to you know AJ Green at forty five hundred with the air yards comment earlier? You know, then there's uh, you know some of the guys in these spots. If Allen Robinson's out, we got Darnell Mooney, thirty five hundred. Kendrick Bourne is 3,500 in that matchup, San Francisco, Seattle. And then uh, Denzel Mims. I think everyone wanted last week to be a bit of a, a coming out party. It wasn't bad. He played ton of snaps, seven targets, 
and now with the I can't remember if Crowder's doubtful or not. I think he's doubtful and I'm just calling him out. But either way, there's a bunch of these cheap guys down there. So what are we doing with those guys? Yeah, I could get behind Mims. Um, you know, he's, he's talented and there's nobody there. So like, and there's going to have to be something, some kind of production. I don't expect much from the Jets, but like he'll be the guy. So I can get behind that. Um, AJ Green, uh, maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the volume is there for sure. Right. Like, and he's cheap. So, um, but uh, I'm, I'm going to, I've already planted my flag with Boyd. So like, that's the guy. And I think, um, you know, Higgins would be my number two. So he would be my, the third option for me there in this game. So I'll probably be a pretty underweight on him. Um, who else cheap guys? Uh, I know there's some, some kicking around that I just I think out of that group uh Mims Mims uh Tambo would be the most talented out of the group right so like ceiling wise he could be yeah the one to go off the most um another under 4k guy that I like and this is why I loved uh Tyler Boyd so much last week is uh Hunter Renfro in the slot versus Cleveland Cleveland has been the worst uh covering the slot um all year and I mean Tyler Boyd not only had uh, 11 catches, but then he had two pass interferences called, one in the end zone, could have had just a monster. I think Renfro at 3,800 makes a ton of sense. You'll get him for dirt, dirt cheap ownership. So uh, in those stacks, that looks good for me. I, ju- I just don't play Renfro when I could have rugs. I play rugs over Renfro here with you on that, Kirkwood. I, I think I like, I want, I want the 80 yard bomb. Call me uh yeah. I mean, we're dealing with win there. Right. So, yeah. And like, they just haven't, like, he is a guy that, that has a huge route tree. I mean, that he showed in college, they just have been only using him extensively as just like, you know, a deep guy. Like they haven't done like any short passes with him, which just sucks. Um, I don't know, maybe like, and then other guys that they're people are talking about are like Higgins and T Y Hilton for cheap. You guys have a T.Y. Hilton take? I, I can't I can't even make one anymore. I, I, I'm sick to my stomach with this guy. I mean, you know he's going to get ownership, right, in this spot, being the dome. Um, I think I think I hate him more just because of uh, the Philip Rivers, right? Just, it's tough, but I, I think I'll have some shares for sure. Tambo, what about you? I forgot he still played football, to be honest, but <laughs> – it's just so hard to get behind this guy, man. It's so hard. But I, I like what you just said. You know, you think about that. It, there's just so many spots to go this week. And like you say, 4,900 for Hilton. We kind of saw it when, I guess it was 3,900 for AJ Green, but it took him to drop to that rock bottom price juju last week. Like, of course, it's got to be T.Y. Hilton week now, right? So why not get some lineups in there? I'm already talking about how much I like um, – how much I like Jonathan Taylor, I'm sure I'll just get burned by T.Y. Hilton scoring three touchdowns. So why not get him in the pool, right? There's plenty of room for everybody this week. So I'll throw him in there at 4,900. I think it's interesting. All right, boys, I've been making a few KC stacks. Uh, Who's your favorite uh, Jet to bring it back uh, between Mims and Berrios? Mims. Mims. Yeah. It feels like a bad week and it it feels like flop leg is coming for like a big week for him versus like, yeah, people saw him last week, but it only went up 200 bucks and now it's that spot where you just know he bounces back. Plus it'll get, you know, it's, they're both cheap, but just put them in and fit all the rest around it. It looks pretty good. I actually was toying with that as we were talking here too, just thinking about the more and more we leave Mahomes off. How many times do we see where it's like 
Mahomes scored more in the first half than all these quarterbacks. And he's like normally afternoon game, right? How he's more, scored more in the first half than all the morning quarterbacks did in the whole game. And then yeah. what if the other thing is how does the, how did the jets have almost a 15 point total? I know, you know, they're looking to entice some action there on that under, cause it seems obvious, but how are they going to score? I just have no idea. You want to see something crazy, though? Just look at the Jets, how much they've utilized the slot this year between Crowder and, and then when Crowder's been out, Bryson Berrios has been getting just a ton of work, too. So I don't know if it's just all the, all the like, routes or all the plays that they uh, call are, like, mainly for the slot wide receiver or what, but just getting tons and tons of work to the slot for the Jets. Um, we got we to gotta mention Brandon Ayuk. Um, yeah. yeah number going to be the number one uh, receiver against Seattle. I mean, Seattle is just ridiculous. So they, they're just give up the most passing attempts, um, ton of completions, ton of yards. Like they're like top two in every metric out there. Um, giving up 57 completions of 15 plus yards. Like Ayuk is a, Ayuk and Kittle are like, I mean, you uh, even born, you could potentially play cause he's got a good matchup at least. Uh, they're without Shaquille Griffin this week, too, in the uh, Seattle defensive backfield. But, uh, man, you have, you have to be interested. At least I am. Um, all right. Um, Jarvis Landry at all? Uh, I was going to ask. You mentioned a little bit about Higgins. I was going to ask you, like, what do you, what do, you do there? Because you got Higgins, Landry, and um, Peoples-Jones. You guys remember two years ago with Higgins, right? I mean, uh, he kind of he kind of came up with Baker, and and so like when Baker finally took the job his rookie season, uh, that's that's kind of when I I don't know if it was injury based, but Rashard Higgins got a lot of play in the second half of that season, and he went off, and then basically once uh, Odell came over in trade, um, we didn't we didn't hear Rashard Higgins at all, so. This, I mean, we saw how much he got utilized last game after the OBJ injury. Got six targets, six catches for 110 yards. I mean, he's he's still too dirt cheap, I think, for um, just how well him and Baker have hooked up in the past. Um, yeah, don't hate it. All right, and then, uh, I mean, are we any any are we are we on board with Galladay? Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's that's a spot where I, I I will put down like a wide receiver wins the matchup, right? Xavier Rhodes has looked really good, even though two years ago looked like crap. Um, I mean, I want I want a lot of Galladay, I think, in those um, in those game stacks. Yeah, unless you give me like a strong take here, kind of like uh, James Robinson last week. It wasn't someone, I, I guess, like you said, because the, the dome game factor, you'll be in some of the game stacks and whatnot, but not a guy that I was really looking at heavily outside of that. I, I like Boyd right there. I like um, Brett's call on Tyree Kill if you want to run up some of these Mahomes stacks. And then, you know, below it, we've got Justin Jefferson, who we talked about, you know, Keenan Allen go down. There's a lot of guys in this range. So it wasn't someone that was standing out heavily to me. Um, all right. Uh, have we listed enough? Uh, one guy that I'll throw out there is uh, Jerry Judy in the slot. Um, the, I know the Chargers have been dealing with some injuries. Um, think, I think Casey Hayward is out. Uh, don't quote me on that. 
whoever that I, I th- I'm pretty sure he was out or gosh, I don't I don't know maybe it wasn't Casey Hayward so their their slot corner was out so um, kind of just like had that circled as a as a cheap play at 4800. I can I can dig it. Um, all right, let's uh, move it on over to tight end. First off, I mean, so we've got some high end options, some good high end options, right? Like starting at the at the well, the top um, is George Kittle, uh, most expensive, but you're getting the number one wide receiver with uh, out Debo Samuel against this just horrendous pass defense. Seattle's 30th ranked DVOA uh, passing defense. Um, guy has uh 40 targets in four games that he's played uh 10 targets a game averaging um you know and they've they've given up a ton of production to uh to tight ends and they haven't even really played anyone um that good so um kittle just seems like such a great high-end plate you know hopefully that people overlook it now the other the cheaper option is darren waller um, again, you're getting a wide receiver one. Um, he uh, leads all um, tight ends with in targets and uh, 56 targets, 40 receptions. Both are first uh, in the in the league. Um, the Browns have always been someone we attack uh, tight ends with, and uh, they've allowed the fifth most catches to opposing tight ends this season, and they've only really only really one decent tight end was Mark Andrews that they, they faced. I think they gave up two touchdowns to him. Um, so those are my, the two kind of top end guys. I mean, you can always play Kelsey, especially after a week when he was chalk because of shout out to establish the run, Adam Levitan and, uh, and Evan Silva and uh, Wiggins who put the entire DFS community on Travis Kelsey last week in cash. Did you, did you guys see that? Um, yeah, so uh, who uh, got a six point, uh, six points, um, last week, but that offense like, ran so bad, though. This but, is a good, good week to go back to him after that performance. No one's going to want to play him at all. I mean, I, it's a tough game, you know, you do worry about the Jets putting up any sort of you know points offensive, so you would think that they just like you know run the ball and also let let uh, Le'Veon uh, stick it to him, but um. If not, you know, Kel- I mean, Kelsey should always be in play, especially if he's low-owned. Um, Mark Andrews you could play again. But, like, TJ Hawk- Hawkinson um, seems like a-, a decent play to me. But, like, I'm really keen in on just, like, Kittle or Waller, to be honest with you. Um, or you guys, if you guys can sell me on some of the, the cheaper guys. But, like, Jared Cook should be uh, back in play again, um, you know, without any – without Michael Thomas. Yeah, I, I am right there with you with a Kittle. Um, I just think this is a spot where San Fran's going to have to f- focus a lot of their offense around Kittle. Um, still don't know exactly who's going to be healthy uh, as running backs. So they may not be able to lean on the run as much. And then obviously just the opponent-wise, you want to attack Seattle through the air regardless. So love Kittle if I'm paying up. Um, I, I think I have a, a lot more love, though, for Johnny Smith. Um, again, this is a spot where I think A.J. Brown's matchup is really tough. And when they pass the ball, they want to throw the ball to uh, Brown or Johnny uh, quite a bit. And, 
I'm just – I'm giving a lot of credit to William Jackson in this uh, defensive backfield. So, um, Johnny Smith at 4,100 I think is a great play. Cincinnati uh, versus tight ends have, has been bad on the year. Um, so, yeah, um, kind of like that, especially in a game <clears throat> where we're thinking win could be um, at a disadvantage. Obviously, Waller in another um, game where win's going to be a factor. I think you'd uh, kind of keep it a little bit closer or shorter passes, which would be more slot style. Uh, routes. So, yeah, um, I think I think uh, I'm leaning towards uh, going down uh, to Janu over Waller at this point in time. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with the top three. Tambo, where are you at? I like what we all like Waller. Whatever, like say you can go off him and, and move on to other guys. I don't want to get crazy with him because of that, but I just think it's too cheap for the matchup, the upside, the you know, like you say, even if weather, it's short passes, his yards after catch, just everything he can do. I, I'm kind of leaning Kelsey over Kittle though at the top just for a couple of reasons one he's sort of in that middle tier right in between the two of them you know the the spot now I just I guess on this podcast has just been coming more around on the fact that you know no one's really going to touch Kansas City but they're going to put up all these points and like I said it can be halftime and they can still do quite a bit of damage and then I just get this feeling that like the Jets are going to somehow score 14 points like it says or two you know something even crazier maybe 20 and we end up getting this back and forth and if you get three quarters Plus, like, why wouldn't you? You got to think you will. It's three quarters take, of Mahomes. Can I take the under? On? 14 points. Jets. Well, you can't. It's out there everywhere. 14.75 <laughs> is the line. Yeah. So go ahead. You can. I'm saying. You don't have to go to Tampa Sportsbook for that. Yeah, you don't need my sportsbook for that. I don't I have to go to New Hampshire. The... I don't have to go to New Hampshire. Uh, I went to New Hampshire this week for a UFC bet, and the match yes. got canceled. I already oh, put it in, and uh, he's already out. They already uh, – they replaced him. So many, oh. so many ways with canceled, driving away to make bets and do things that we could go with that, but we'll leave it, right? That's a, an interesting topic these days. But, yeah, you can drive to any sportsbook you like, Kirkwood, and get that. I just got a feeling if we get three-plus quarters of Mahomes against the Jets uh, – sorry, I got a feeling it could go that way, and if, we know if we get three-plus quarters from Mahomes against the Jets, it's going to be a smash spot. So I like Kelsey Waller. I'm with you on Jonu a little bit there, not because of the, the matchup for A.J. Brown. I'll use them in the same lineup together and use Tannehill with it, and a Bengal on the other side there. Brett, I don't hate that, but I guess some conversation needs to be had around these cheap guys, right? What about Harrison Bryant? You going back to that after 20 points? Joku got some work too. I mean, that's a spot you could go down to. Irv Smith against Green Bay is 3,000. And then what's Higby's situation? Because Gerald Everett is pretty cheap too against Miami. Yeah, so Higby is questionable still. Um, another injury to keep an eye on in is Indianapolis, where you have Mo Alec Cox questionable. Uh, so mm. Trey Burton at 3,500 definitely comes into play there. Um, but yeah, Harrison Bryant, like I, I know a lot of people are all about him, like kicking themselves after what happened, but he ran 14 routes um, and Njoku ran 12 routes. I mean, they were seeing like and they 40%. Yeah, well, they were seeing 40%, and, and they scored a bunch of touchdowns, right? So, uh, again, they were out there for high-leverage spots, but what if, they don't, uh, what if they're not out there in high-leverage situations, you know? You so, know what we do? We fade it, boys. We, we, were, we planted our flag with Kareem, Kareem the Dream Hunt already. I do not understand that pricing, though. Well, I have Najoki who had 3,800 and Brian at 32 when it's very obvious Brian started that game and played over Najoki. So, it's kind of weird. I got the play. All right. 
Here we go. This is what we wait oh, for. These are actually always got, the best plays. I got the play. The, 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 the revenge narrative is in full effect. Um, on a week when people are going to look at Cole Komet, who saw like a bunch of air yards and uh, uh, some, oh, no. some uh, big yards no. uh, last week. But like, dusty. yeah, dusty Jimmy Graham uh, against the Saints. The Saints, like, first of all, like Jimmy Graham has seen a ton of usage this week. It's like a ton of red zone uh usage um and you know basically the saints are just that's where you attack them is with the tight end so man i don't know he's definitely dusty for sure but like give me jim give me jimmy graham for a big game this week come on i mean boys new orleans new orleans has has to throw the ball somewhere uh somebody right i mean callaway got all these targets last week he's out um, Jerry Cook at 4,400. Um, I mean, or are you going to go back to the wide receivers in Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris? No, or... I, I like Jared Cook, but but give me some Jimmy Graham. Yeah. I mean, the ball's got to be going to somewhere in New Orleans, though. We know how much they throw. It's just like, I think that's a big spot that, we're, that we haven't talked about. I don't think I we mean, I played Cook that. everywhere last week. Uh, I'll go right back, of course. Yeah. Drew Brees is a nice little pivot right there. hundred bucks more than uh, your boy, Burrow. Get him stacked up. Bring it back the other way with his boy, Jimmy Graham. It's a little bit of a battle back and forth. Let's go. Yeah, I, I can't go Drew Brees with, without Michael Thomas. When Michael Thomas comes back in this offense, possibly. But. His name's Alvin. He's out there. Alvin yeah. Kamara. Yeah. Let's run it out there, man. That's the stack. If Kirkwood gives that one at the end, you know that's the stack now. I just don't know how deep you want to go with it. Should we do our stacks, boys, and get out of here? Hold on, I'm looking up one thing. Oh, thinking of a deep tight end play here or what? No. Never I, mean, I think you already gave us that, yeah. The, the deep – so it's there. It's there. The, the Saints get – the Saints are giving up second most fantasy points per game to tight ends. Get, Jimmy Graham is the play, planting my flag. That's it. Um, Irv Smith's right. also been a guy that's cheap that's got five targets the last two weeks uh, in this offense. So um, if you're kind of where, uh, worried about Jair Alexander um, in the defensive backfield, Irv Smith's a good pivot. Yeah, I like Moali, that. Moali Cox still down? Uh, he's questionable. Trey Burton again? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Definitely. Uh, Robert Tanyan's healthy again? Um, all right. Since Devontae's been back in this offense, man, there's been no wide receiver two or anybody getting targets. So, um, yeah, but that could change. Good. Um, just gotta gotta have some. Uh, we could even do Drew Sample if we had to. Uh, you gotta have some low guys. Um, all right. Uh, let's take it home with our our favorite stacks. Uh, I'm gonna lead the way and say that you know it's I don't care if it's chalk. You're not Joe Burrow, but like maybe you guys told me that uh, Tyler Boyd isn't gonna be too chalky. So he isn't Burrow to Tyler Boyd. Um, I still think he'll get the, he'll get more ownership by the time Sunday comes, but uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, that's that's the the guy the the way to play it. Uh, you bring it back with. Uh, with Hunt or Landry, if you want to get uh, off of the, the Hunt chalk. But um, that's my favorite stack. Then my other one would be, uh, man, I don't know. Um, I 
I want, you know, I actually think Cooper Cup is going to have a big week this week. So I think a really low owned golf um, with Cooper Cup makes some sense uh, in this one. And you, you bring it back with, uh, it's going to be tough. Um, you got to bring it back. You got to go running back in this one. You're going to have to go Gaskin, I think is, is the way. But those, those are uh, kind of two non-chalky-ish stacks. Ambo, uh, you want to do the Chiefs jet stack or where, where are you thinking with yours? I got to still start with Russell Wilson. I, I just okay. like it better. Like I said, I like it better with Metcalf though. That's, that's where I'm going with it. Just so everybody knows it. it's with Metcalf that I like that one. But yeah, you can take the Chiefs. I, I like that stack as well. The more I've come around on it here. So uh, go ahead. Tell me what you like. Yeah, I mean, I'll do just the Mahomes to uh, Tyreek. Um, and then, I mean, kind of like, flipping back and forth if I want to get Le'Veon exposure in that same stack. I've been looking at different ways. Um, Demarcus Robinson's not bad. Nicole, Nicole might see more uh, routes run in this spot just because if it is a blowout. Um, so I, I think, I think Nicole Hardman's uh, ceilings there. Um, so I, I'd roll with uh, Nicole and then on the Jets side, bringing it back with uh, Denzel Mims, um, I think for stealing, but I also have a, Plenty of uh, Barrios just thinking the slot, how much they've utilized the slot um, in weeks past. Yeah, and then I'll go back to Josh Allen just one more, just because I, I thought about that as we were on here with Kirkwood. And, you know, that's the one that stands out to me a little bit. If New England's not doing much and giving up a little bit here, you could uh, you could see a big game. And like I said, too, with um, John Brown back, I think that's a bigger bigger deal than, you know, many you, others. You lean uh, Brown over Diggs there? I think I'll just play them both, but I think yeah. it's they both help each other out by being there. And like, I just think it makes Allen better and have more opportunities and outs there. And they already, they're not, they haven't been the best. And I think that they need Brown back. And Brown's cheap. He's 4,400. Uh, realistically, if you look, I think isn't um, Diggs like 6,800? Yeah, yeah, he so is. So you, you can get there, man. And 7,000 is a little bit expensive for Allen, but his ownership is going to be down because of that. So use that, figure out. We didn't talk a lot about anything on the other side of that game, but. Okay, I'll so find something. Are do we? Are we for sure? Is Stephen uh, Stephen Gilmore out? Uh, Kirkwood. Stephon Gilmore. Been I, I think he. Uh, I'm pretty sure. If I, I'll bet you he's not playing. If he hasn't been. You know what? I the think more, something just came out, but I don't know what it is. Out of so. out of like all the weeks that we've done this show, like the more and more that we talk about this Buffalo situation with Josh Allen, like this is like really, I think ownership wise, an unbelievable play. I mean, and paying off for digs get a cheap John Brown. I think a double stack works for sure. But who, who's um, the Patriot that you like the other? Yeah, side? that's the top part, right? Bringing it back with one of these Patriots. I, I, I think Demir Bird would still be my guy. I can't trust Jacoby Myers. Um, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably lean on Demir Bird um, just with his connect, connection with Cam. Okay. And then uh, I guess it came out, yeah, it was uh, that he tweaked his knee and had an MRI. So, you know, who knows, but probably someone's up being traded so that's possible as well all right are we done uh, uh, that's good. it man let's get it all right uh good luck to everyone uh hope you guys win some money um hope uh, both of you guys win some money and hope i win some money so let's crush yeah, this week um yeah uh it's the rg dfs tournament takes podcast and we'll catch you again next week thanks